1: Oh, and welcome to episode 26 of Rhythm Encounter. We are back after our Music of the Year extravaganza with our regular themed episodes. I am your host, Caitlin Arderos, Lynn Cazero on the boards, and I'm joined as always by my, well, you're still my co host, Mike.
2: I, that's, you know, you'll never escape the
1: co host.
2: I am perpetually the co host, and I've accepted it.
1: Good.
3: Go, go,
2: go. Yes. So I'm Mike, Mike on the boards.
1: And we have a special guest with us, um, one of our dear friends at RPG Fan, uh, now uh, RPG Fan Editor Emeritus, Liz Moss. Hello,
3: I'm Liz, and I am QSA, that fabulous Ellison on the ports.
1: You are so fab. Your you're fab kind of out-fabs are fab, I think.
3: <laughs> Depends on what it is.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you are, Ellison. You guys are so
3: totally fabulous, don't worry. <laughs>
1: Ellison kind of outfab the other races just by virtue of being Ellison, so, you know. Mike and I have to work a little harder to be fab, I think. I don't
3: know. Mike's got a really fabulous
1: haircut right now. He does, doesn't he? We're, of course, talking about our characters in Final Fantasy XIV because...
3: Well, I'm sure that's a shock to everybody.
1: Yes, it's a shock. It's kind of hard to stop us from talking about that game when we're all together. But we will try, um, and we will achieve that goal by talking about our recent tracks for this episode uh, starting us off we have distant scenery from read only memories and then we have camp approach from firewatch and our last recent pick is dance with the bottom fish from successor the new final fantasy 8 remix album from materia collective so let's have a listen to those tracks and we'll talk about them and good times
0: There Yo. once was a man from...
1: So read only memories by all accounts is a fantastic game um and the soundtrack as well apparently is also fantastic kind of weird story but i was proof i ended up proofing both the game and the soundtrack review for, th- for read only memories and i didn't quite realize that until i was listening to the song it's like wait a second did i do this i did wow and despite reading both those reviews, I wasn't actually expecting the track to sound this sort of hauntingly cool with that that sax kind of surprised me. I was not expecting it based on what I had seen of the game, the the style of the game. Um, you know, it's, it's fairly kind of a retro-looking, uh, st- cyberpunk-esque uh, game. But it was really cool to hear that, and I feel like based on what little I know of the game, the premises of the game, it kind of fits that setting. You're, you're um, investigating the disappearance of a friend, and there's some unseemly stuff going down in this futuristic city, so that sort of jazzy feel with the saxophone kind of fits the whole sort of uh, dystopian maybe kind of society thing going on here, and there's some weird stuff possibly going on. And I may be talking out of my butt, but that's kind of the feeling I got from the track itself. And I usually kind of go with my gut when it comes to, you know, how a track makes me feel about a particular game. So it served me well for the most part.
2: I like, I actually almost picked a song. It's kind of cheating because we had a song from Valhalla in one of the last episodes And Mm -hmm. since that episode, they released a second soundtrack. So I was kind of gonna double dip and pick another one to represent our recent stuff. And then I found this, and it actually has a similar feel to it. At least this song. I'm not sure about the whole soundtrack, but it has this really neat kind of serene feel to it.
1: Yeah, definitely
2: saxophone. I wouldn't want to listen to this track if I was really tired, (laughs) because it's really pretty, but it would definitely lull me. Maybe I should listen to it if I need sleep. <laughs> All I could think of when I was listening is that, and maybe I shouldn't admit this, but when I was a kid, I watched the Weather Channel a lot. And I don't know why. I don't know why I watched it, but I would always fall asleep to it.
1: They like they like using, like, jazzy stuff when they're, like, doing their this is the weather in this city, in this city, in that city.
2: Yeah. Well, like, now the Weather Channel has a lot of different shows. Like, back then you know in the 90s there wasn't a whole lot of different shows storm tracking and this stuff it was every four or five minutes let's go to the weather and it was just those little graphics and kenny g or whatever saxophone was playing boy did i boy did i sleep good so that's (laughs) i think that's part of why i like this one because it takes me back to falling asleep to the weather channel liz what do you think
3: um but the same, actually. <laughs> it's very pretty, but it'll all me to sleep in no time. And as someone who sleeps five hours a night, that's really easy.
1: <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat there, so maybe I should add it to my nightly regimen to help me get turned down for bed.
3: I actually thought it was from one of the prescription for sleep uh, albums at first.
1: <laughs> it would fit in there perfectly, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. That would be kind of cool, I think, to have them do some arrangements of tracks from games like Read Only Memories and, well, Undertale, you know, being what it is, but also, you know, those sort of, not the A, super-duper high graphics uh, with orchestral soundtracks, but the stuff that's sort of hearkening back to yield games, um, just because, I don't know, I think that might not be quite as expected as your yield Final Fantasies and... Oh, exactly. Final Fantasy.
2: Well, good news, because the way the Undertale uh, community goes, I'm sure as you said that sentence, someone created that album for Undertale. Yeah. (laughs) It's already happened. Like, oh, good idea. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: it's amazing how the community has exploded with enthusiasm and creativity uh, for that game. It's really, it's very encouraging to see that kind of passion uh, for, for any game, but especially a game like Undertale, which was, I don't know, I think in a lot of people's eyes perhaps was a bit of an underdog, if I may make that pun. <laughs> but it's a great, I think it's great for the medium, for video games in general, but also for video game music to have that kind of passion and excitement for that music. and And it does really lend itself well to being worked like that. And I'm getting off topic, so why don't we move on to the next track, which is Kev uh, Approach from Firewatch. So I think um, Stephen has mentioned this before, and I agree with him. Uh, this is basically the PS4's version of The Long Dark. It's got a similar sort of design aesthetic. It's not as much about survival. It's very much a sort of you-walk-around-adventure solving a mystery kind of thing, kind of game, but the, the, um, the minimalistic nature of the art style reminded me instantly of The Long Dark. And um, just because minimalistic doesn't mean it can't be beautiful, this track plays relatively early in the game, um, early into your time as a fire lookout in a national park, and you, you are approaching this beautiful little grove of birch trees, and there's a stream flowing through it. You're, on, you're making your way to find some troublesome campers, and you just happen upon this grove of trees, and the music starts up, and it's an incredibly peaceful scene from everything from the from the visuals from the music all of it just kind of works together i seriously got there and i sat around for like 15 to 20 minutes just staring taking pictures and listening to this music because it was so so well i've said it before peaceful serene relaxing and it's one of my favorite tracks on the soundtrack which is there's some really good music throughout Uh, The soundtrack. I would very much recommend people check it out if they're if they've played the game or if they're interested in playing the game. It's a great accompaniment to uh, what you're doing in the game.
2: I need to play the game again and maybe wander around some more. Yes. Because I didn't do as much of that as I thought I would. Every time I wanted to wander and do what you did, listen to the music, um, I kept I wanted to hear more of the story, so I kept wanting to move forward and talk to Delilah more, so, but it's a short enough game that I think you can easily go back and do like a longer playthrough, oh, yeah, definitely cause i I didn't you know there's that whole thing with the turtle. I didn't yes. I didn't do that. I don't know how I missed that, but I never saw any of that.
1: I don't know. I think he might be a little random. I found him in one place on my playthrough, but that I was watching someone else play, and they found him in a different place, so it might be random. It, it, um, it might be, well, it might be like Dee, Dee from Metal Gear Solid 5, where it's random where he shows up. Mm. And you might have to hunt for him a little bit. But it's that turtle is worth it. So worth it.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, I will do that. And I do recommend anyone else listening, if you haven't played Firewatch. Like me! Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting, like, narrative-heavy what, yeah. how long did it take you, Caitlin, like three, four hours?
1: Um, probably somewhere more between four to six, but I'm a slow player. Like I usually take longer than most people to finish a game. I would say depending, you know, if, if you, if you work through games at a good clip four to five hours, probably at the max. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, just, but you, you found Turt Reynolds and I did not.
1: Yes. And that's not even the only name you can give him. There are other names you can give him that are puns off of, you know, turtles and shells and stuff like that. But Turt Reynolds was, like, hard to pass up.
3: That's true. And now we know why Caitlin loves that part so
1: much. Yes.
3: <laughs> um, there's lots of things I've heard about Firewatch that should get me to play it, and this this music definitely helps. Um, like I said, I haven't played it yet, but I... This this song, this camera approach it's so pretty and it's like it's like the first one where it's nice and pretty and calm but it's not like sleep inducing, it's actually kind of the opposite. Like it feels like something you'd hear like first thing in the morning, just like waking up and there's like a sunrise, I don't know.
2: Yeah, that's a pretty great way to look at it. <laughs> pretty accurate actually.
3: <laughs> yeah. And honestly I know nothing about the game so that's that's a coincidence if it's actually how it plays
2: well each each like mini chapter of the game is a new day so it usually does start with the sun rising Mm
3: -hmm. yeah and that's when the song plays oh good to know
1: (laughs) actually i think it's sunset but it's you know similar kind of a feeling going on there everything's bathed in oranges and yellows and it's very very pretty
2: so much orange in that game
3: that's how the song plays in my head, like just removing it from Firewatch. That's how it plays in my head, is like bathe in oranges and yellows and stuff like
1: that. It's good stuff. <laughs> I have to listen to that's it again bad. after we're
2: done. Yeah. <laughs> if you can um, get the next track out of your head first, yeah, because that's <laughs> a challenge. Yeah, I
1: can look at that. <laughs> this is um, so the title is the uh, the ball that they have. Early on in the game, where Squall meets Renoa, right?
4: <laughs> right.
1: But this sounds absolutely nothing like that. It's like a pirate shanty, complete with a, you know, ca- parrot, probably a parrot chocobo because it's Final Fantasy, squawking,
0: bottom fish, fish,
1: <laughs> in the background. And I don't know, I love it just because of how they talk, how they describe Squall like a perpetual frown. He's got two left feet because he does have two left feet. If you ever watch that
4: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So it's perfect. But this is one of the things I love about the Materia albums is when they do these these vocal tracks. And we were talking off air about the Aristize track from Materia. This is maybe not quite that, but it has a similar kind of silly, you know, what the hey, we're just going to sing the truth about these characters. (laughs) kind of feel to it
3: oh my god it is not what I was expecting when I started playing the track and I had to listen to it again because I spent the first minute like laughing through it but it's actually super catchy and fun but now I'm always gonna have this image in my head of pirates and fish dancing on like a on like a pirate ship deck or something and (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that
1: (laughs) Have you have you ever danced with the balam fish in the pale moonlight? <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> That's okay. I don't know how I feel about it either, but I think I decided this was the best way to represent this album. Not that it really represents anything else on there, but it, if anyone hasn't listened to it yet, this is the random kind of thing you can expect from these albums. Because there's a lot of really, really good arrangements of Final Fantasy VIII in all different styles. There's jazz stuff, there's a lot of rock stuff. And then there's this, for no good reason, and I just love that. Because Materia was the same way. You would listen and you had no idea what was coming up in the next track. And I'm a fan of Random. It wouldn't have
1: anything to do with us having another podcast called Random Encounter, would it?
2: No. Thank you, dog. Thank you, dog, for chiming in. You're not, even though they weren't invited to the show. You can cut that part out if you want, Mike. That was a bad joke. <laughs> I know, but I want to
1: keep the dog thing. I think thing.
0: You keep it in.
1: Well, okay. I'm. I'm. Uh, I am overruled. Yes. All right, well, that's it for our recent picks. Let's get on with the good stuff. Uh, our theme for this episode is something that's very special to all three of us, and I imagine a lot of our listeners as well. It's our Chrono episode, where we replay music from Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross. Um, as you may know, last year, 2015, was the 20th anniversary for Chrono Trigger and the 15th anniversary for Chrono Cross, and there were a lot of great albums that came out. Um, either coincidentally or because of the anniversary, to sort of celebrate these two great games. And we really wanted to have an episode to pay tribute to that too. Our original plan was to do this in 2015, but then we got kind of um, carried away with Music of the Year and it got delayed a little bit. And, you know, it's the thought that counts. So it's time to talk about Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross. And I think I have the first pick. Yes, I do. So I picked... Chrono Trigger Allegro con Brio. I may be butchering that, but yeah. Um, from the new al- the new Chrono Trigger Arrange album Chronicles of Time, which is a really awesome uh, string quartet version of the main theme of Chrono Trigger. And then, Liz, I think you had our next pick.
3: Uh, I picked Against the Wind from Chrono Cinematica. It's, uh, or sorry, Chrono Cinematica. It's uh, a take on Megasus theme which, with a couple of other themes incorporated within it. And Chrono's Cinematica, if you're not familiar with it, it's a really, as you can imagine, cinematic take on Chrono songs. And it's as beautiful as you can imagine. So, go listen to it. And then
0: Mike.
2: And then I picked Star Stealing Girl from Chrono Cross. Yay! Yay! Yes, yes. You know, we have a... We have a file, a database, that Caitlin so graciously set up that lists all of the songs we played on the show so we don't repeat things if we can help it. And I was shocked that we had not played this, and I was happy because it's one of my favorite ones on the album.
1: It's an excellent pick. It it was on my shortlist way back when we were planning this, like back in November or something. So I'm glad you picked it. So let's take a listen to Chrono Trigger Allegro con Brio, Against the Wind, and Star Stealing Girl. So the main theme from Chrono Trigger is still, I think to this day, one of the most iconic uh, themes from an RPG or even just a video game in general, I think. I think it's hard to imagine someone who hasn't heard this in some capacity, even if they've never Uh, played or even seen the game. I I, I feel in my own biased way, you know, being a super RPG fan, that this is one of those things alongside, like, I don't know, Halo music and Super Mario themes that everyone has heard at some point. And this is a really amazing string quartet arrangement of that theme. And I feel like it's it's something you know. It's something to say. Oh, that's it's a good arrangement. But f- to do a string quartet arrangement, they have to have all those moving parts that are harmonizing and working with each other. There's no percussion involved, so you have to find a way to have the the music sort of fill in that that um, that space that would normally be filled by some percussion and whatnot. Uh, it can be really challenging. Um, I mean, I'm just I think I'm thinking about the the. Uh, the effort it would take to write the sheet music for it alone is kind of staggering. But this is a beautiful arrangement. I love how you can always hear the theme and it always sounds like the main theme, but there's lots of different moving parts and harmonies that are uh, sort of, you know, more unique and give it a bit of a, a new flavor so that it doesn't quite, it doesn't feel like it, oh, it's just... I'm just putting the main th- melody in strings and playing it. No, this is this isn't a piece of art in of itself.
2: Wow, I don't think we can top that. Well, you can try. I know I can't. You, you called it you called it a piece of art. I mean, that's, that's I did. I know. It's a piece of art. It's an iconic song. And I don't I don't think you're wrong about I mean, I hope you're not wrong about it being as well-known as you think. Because you haven't played the game, have you?
1: No, I haven't. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm bad, but I know I, this theme. Exactly. Like, so you say all that
2: from experience.
1: Yeah. I do. I'm bad. I'm sorry. No, no. It's on my bucket list. It's, if there's one thing that I will definitely do before I die, it is to play Chrono Trigger
2: at some point. You must. I will.
3: I promise. I promise.
2: Play the DS one, because it has no loading times.
3: Oh Yes. Don't play the PlayStation. Good. <laughs> no,
2: no. I, I, was, I was thinking about getting it up
1: for on DS, just because I need yeah. more games to play on my 3DS.
2: Yeah.
3: I recommend it. That song, uh, it's been covered a lot, and it's hard to screw up. It's really hard to screw up, but that's... I especially love that version, because of all the strings, and just how it turns out. Just like Caitlin said, like all the moving parts just like comes together. And of course, it's one of my favorite Chrono songs It's the very first one you hear I mean, what more do you want? <laughs> I know, it's beautiful
1: Yeah, I remember um, It plays At certain points in Chrono Cross Like the, um, uh, the Dream That Time Dreams, which is I think, if I have my titles correct is, It's sort of like the Attract movie uh, Music that plays if you stay on The title screen too long It's, it's worked in there along with Chrono Cross's own theme Mm. And it's like I yeah, It goes forget. back and
3: forth between the two
1: Yeah, and I forget nice. where I'd heard the original From at some point, but Even, you know, playing, watching That, I was like, I could I could feel the nostalgia Despite not having yeah. actually played the game myself, I was like This is really cool, and it kind of Grounds that game Sort of in the same world and tradition And whatnot Yeah, it really
3: does Like it's its own game, but at the same time It's like Remember, this is also, like, a follow-up to Chrono Trigger, and it just ties it in nicely. Uh,
1: are we moving on? Are we moving on? Yeah. I think we are. So, Liz, tell us about your pick.
3: Um, well, if Chrono Trigger was made in modern day, or at least in the last ten or so years, Against the Wind is kind of what I imagined <laughs> walking up to Magus' castle would sound like, especially in the beginning with, like, the wind and everything. And just the whole creepiness that surrounds it as you're approaching. And, of course, then it goes right into Magus' theme, which is one of my favorite tracks and one of my favorite points in Chrono Trigger. Um, well not, and not only that, just the whole, like, this is what it would sound like in modern day, but just also how they incorporate frog theme. Whereas, like, if you don't bring Farak to that fight, you're just wrong, and should feel wrong. <laughs> I'm telling you that now.
1: You're bad, and you and should feel bad. Mm.
3: Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I nice, I like how they incorporated that in briefly, and then not only that, but at the end, you've got Lavalos' theme coming up, because, of course, Magnus is one of many that was trying to, trying to harvest, harness Lavalos' power. So... I just like how it focuses on Magus, but then things that are connected to him, like Frog. And, of course, Labos.
2: Yeah. We talked... For anyone who didn't listen yet, and I don't know if you listened, I'm sure you know this, but the Chrono Cinematic album, just in general, is kind of meant to be as if it was a movie soundtrack. Sort Mm -hmm. of. That's why there's different themes incorporated in each track. So it's mostly Magus' theme, but... That's how all the tracks play out, and I think that's a really interesting approach to an arrangement album. Oh, that's awesome. And so, I mean, it really works here. Those, All those themes work perfectly together with the story, as anyone who actually played the games would know. And really? No retort? What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> from, from, from me? You, do you really want to hear me say, yes, Michael, I will play it someday again?
2: A little bit. She already told us that. No, I know. (laughs) I know. No, I think that's actually one of my favorite uh, arrangements of Magus' theme. I I wrote down in my notes that, of course, it's an epic song, but I also think big. If that makes any sense to anyone, it's a very big epic song, or rendition of that. It's an
3: epic rendition of an epic song.
2: Well, it's it's just such a cool moment in the game, because... Mm hmm you know, it almost feels like you're at the end because you've been chasing this guy for how many hours? So exactly. there's, a, there's a lot of setup to this moment. So it really needed a big, important, iconic song. And that's what this is.
3: I also feel like having, like, levels system at the end reminds you that what you found out in the game was you are far from the end. <laughs> like, so far. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love everything that I've heard. Um from Sam Dillard, from um, from anything on you know, Chrono Cinematica. Um, I, of course, I very much hope we'll get the same treatment down the road for Chrono Cross. I know he's, if I'm not mistaken, he's done a few things from Chrono Cross on, I, I believe I remember hearing stuff on uh, SoundCloud. So maybe that will eventually be a thing. But this is, I think I've said this before, because I know we've ta- we've had tracks from Chrono Cinematica on the podcast before. But I feel like this is a great way to to not only showcase and show your love and work with the this sort of these classic themes, but also just to show that game music can indeed work like an like you know a traditional film score. Um, I know that some people might have a different opinion based on different games. Um, I know it's been always been hard to convince my parents that video game music is worthwhile and is not just noise and is actually worth listening to on its own, independent of the actual game you're playing. And I feel like this is one of those projects, and the, the whole of Crown Cinematica is one of those projects that could really, you know, you could say, hey, look at this. It's not just noise. It is totally worthwhile music. And not to say that the original soundtrack isn't, Worthy, but just, you know, this is one of those things I feel like could be used to convince the more skeptics, skeptical people out there, the people that don't really, aren't really into games the way that a lot of us are, that, hey, this is, this is good music. You could listen to this independent of the game and have a great listening experience.
2: I think you're right on with that. One of my go-to tracks for that, to convince people when you, when you say, hey, I listen to video game music, and, you, you know, you get that look that I'm sure yeah. you've all well experienced. Yes. Uh, my, my go-to <laughs> track always used to be uh, The Best is Yet to Come from Metal Gear Solid.
3: Oh. Yes. But,
2: and, I don't te- and you don't tell them. I don't say this is from a game. I'm like, listen to this. What did you think? And no one doesn't like that song. And then I say, surprise, you just listened to a video game music track.
3: From 1999, yeah.
2: no less. I know. And then their yeah.
3: eyes bug
1: out, and they're like... Oh no, everything I thought about the world is wrong. Up is down, right is <laughs> left. Right. What is this?
2: I mean, now, I mean, this was back in 1998, but now there's so many things to choose from. And I think this is another one. If you have, if you know any skeptics, and I'm sure everyone does, like just let them hear some of this. And I'm, I'm thinking you could change people's tunes.
3: Yes. Oh, definitely.
2: And then when you, oh, sorry.
1: I was going to say, we will get a video game album on Grammys. Someday. Someday. It will happen.
2: Well, didn't we? I thought uh, I thought Austin Winery won something. Didn't he win a Grammy, or am I mixing it up with something else?
1: Oh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, to be honest, I don't really watch the Grammys all that much uh, beyond, like, stuff on Twitter and stuff like that, so...
2: Yeah, I thought he won a Oh man, I hope it was a Grammy. Well then okay. For a journey.
3: Oh, he won something, yeah. But I don't remember if it was a Grammy or like I wouldn't
1: I wouldn't doubt it. So maybe that day is already here, but we need we still need more moments. More,
3: yeah. Definitely.
1: Definitely need more moments. Uh speaking of moments, um I remember there being some really serious moments going on when Star Stealing Girl is playing in Chrono Cross, like some really Dramatic stuff.
2: I yes. am a terrible person because I've played the game twice, although the last time I played it was in 2000. <laughs> so I don't remember exactly where this plays. So if you want to remind me. Um, what I remember is y-
1: the orphanage burning down.
2: Oh, yes. right. Yes. Yes, Link that's links the is
1: there. It's like you're you're back in time or whatnot, and you're seeing what happened before mm-hmm. the game starts or whatnot. And that's all I remember, unfortunately, too. But that's that's the dramatic event that I remember happening like right before this track plays.
3: Right. I had forgotten as well, but I remember actually crying when this this song was playing during that scene.
1: <laughs> it's it's so emotional. I mean that. That sad piano yeah. playing so sad. throughout. And when the, the um the whistle and then the yeah. the I mean it's it's some sort of synth, although it's fairly convincing kind of for a synth of um, a girl who I don't know I don't know if it's just supposed to be a random girl or if it's supposed to represent kid.
2: But I think
3: it's supposed to represent kid, but I that's just yeah.
2: yeah, I think so. That's what how I feel felt anyway.
3: It's definitely one of the saddest video oh, songs I've ever heard.
2: It's so and sad. And I've a
3: lot of sad ones playing a lot of RPGs. So
2: yeah.
3: it's just, I just remember like bawling.
2: <laughs> it, it's still, there's, yeah, there's a lot of sad songs, but I think this is, I don't know another song that's such a combination of sad, but it's still really, it's a really pretty song. Yeah. But you still want to cry when you listen to it.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I might be crying right now.
2: I know. I'm sorry for everyone who had to cry. Listen to me.
1: <laughs> but it's a good cry.
2: Well, that's, I think. that's part of why I wanted it kind of in the middle of the episode. So you can cry and get your feelings out, but then we'll like bring you back up moving forward.
1: Yes. Well, okay then let's, let's move forward to our next block in which uh, Liz, I think you had our first pick.
3: I had, um, our other favorite chrono-opening song, which is Scars of Time by Cross, the original version.
2: Oh. And Mike? oh, yeah, that's me, huh? Poke, 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 poke. Poke, poke. <laughs> uh, I am on a mission to represent Chronicles of Time a lot. Well, I guess we all are, looking at the track list here. But there is... There's a few series of songs on the album. Like, three... I think there's three like trilogies of tracks. And one of them is this set of track called Eons, 1, 2, and 3. And they're basically, unless you guys know a better term, D-Makes.
4: <laughs>
2: they're basically like 8-bit versions or 8-bit arrangements of Chrono Trigger music. And each one's a different kind of grouping of tracks. So this is the first of those three.
1: And then I had the last pick. Um, I We... Finally got uh, the Arrange album that we've been salivating over for Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross um, last year. Um, It was a brilliant, brilliant uh, album and a great surprise because I think we've kind of been clamoring it for so so long that we kind of was like, oh, "Oh, is it it ever going to actually happen? Maybe I should just, like, you know, put it in the back of my mind because who knows if we'll ever get it. And then we got it, and it was amazing. And this my pick is Charlotte's Theme. From and the full title is Two Far Away Times" or Harukanaru Toki no Kanate, the Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross Arrange album, sung by the absolutely amazing Laura Shigihara. So let's take a listen to "Scars of Time" from Chrono Cross, "Eons One" from Chronicles of Time, and Shalos Theme from Two Far Away Times. This is one of those those tracks that we've. It's been remixed and arranged a lot. We've heard it performed by actual full orchestras, and I still, it's it's never to me as good as the original version on this on the soundtrack. This version, um, there's just something really great about how the strings and the the drums, uh, the, the energy that they have and that they bring in this piece that still I don't think I've ever really heard done to perfection in a real world setting not that it can't be I and I fully you know I'm if if anyone has you know a version that they've heard that's, that they think is really good by all means share it with us I, I would love to be proven wrong but this is still like the version that I would prefer, you know usually like to hear the most is you know what why why change a classic why why not go with the original when the original is pretty much perfection as it stands and I said a lot of really big things there so
2: (laughs) feel free to take me down a peg no no you're totally right of all the different versions of the song I've heard there's something I don't know they just something that doesn't get captured whether it's a string version a piano version there's a lot of good covers but there's i don't know what it is i'm not sure if it's any one thing but this one just has a certain impact and uh yeah i don't i have not yet heard a better version than the original on this this is like one of my favorite intros of any game
1: yeah mine too i think it's along with like the main theme from Trigger. it's one of those like definitive opening themes that
3: play me <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> So you guys pretty much said what I was going to say, which was that it's been covered and people try to cover it, but nothing just touches the original. And I think, at least to me, a lot of it's in the violins and like how strong they are and just the way they sound just kind of made me think. First time I heard it back in 2000 or 1999 or whatever, first time I heard it, I was like, wow, we are really past like the MIDI keyboard and the synthesizer era for video game music, aren't we? And it was honestly really impressive. (laughs) And... And it was, it's such a good opening because again, it's so strong, and then the way it just kind of builds up to like to the ending there. Like I, I think like this has got to be one of the most played songs in my video game music library, ever.
1: <laughs> I think in all of ours, more likely. Uh, I would hope so. <laughs> it better be in Mike's because I don't know how you'd keep your street cred as you know super Chrono fanboy mm.
2: if it wasn't. Oh yeah! Don't worry, it's way up there <laughs> in my in my playlist of like 500 Chrono songs.
4: So. <laughs> it's <laughs> at all. <laughs> I
2: I don't even know. I don't even know how I got to that number, but that's that's what I'm at now. Among those songs is uh, the Chronicles of Time album. I talked about it a little bit before, but the three Eons tracks are all I will affectionately call them D makes. Not that it's my term, but I think that's really what what that would be called. You know, sometimes you take an old song and use modern instrumentation, or you take a different song and like go backwards in time. So I think it's really interesting. All the, each of the three tracks has a different kind of theme. I forget one of them is like Frog and Magus and those themes all, just things that work together thematically. So this one is more, it's kind of like introduction themes. There's a battle theme in there. It's just a really interesting blend of stuff. I just call it, of the three, I call this like the adventurous one. Because it's the themes getting started on the on your adventure and the battle themes. And it's a really upbeat, interesting take on Chrono Trigger. Which I don't think I've really heard before. At least not in all of these songs put together.
1: Yeah, it was a really good medley, I think. of. I mean, I was able to pick out the different themes, um, although it helped that I was listening to the entire album and I heard them a lot throughout, but to refresh my memory, but still, uh, you know, a good sort of like, this is a nice um, sample platter of Chrono Trigger music. Like, if you want an idea of what Chrono music is like, you can listen to this. And I I also wrote down that it seemed like they were trying to emulate um, old school sound chips um, with this which is, uh, considering you know that the original game was on what we would consider by today's standards an old school platform um, I feel like that's kind of a nice uh, uh, way to work with the music in a new way but still kind of pay homage to the older systems and one of the older systems that the game originally came out on
2: Yes. <laughs> you
3: <Okay>. sound hesitant. <laughs> I, hmm. I just like have I like just like hearing different interpretations of songs, whether it be like an updated sound like Chrono Cinematica, or you know like eight bit like like this song here. And it helps that it started out in with Zeal's theme, which is one of my other favorites from Corner Trigger. Of course, I also have like thirty favorites from that game, but who's counting? <laughs> Like, I like to think of Chrono Trigger's music as pretty good, especially for, well, I mean, it's pretty good to begin with, but especially for the 16-bit era, it was, like, it was, like, some of the best in that era, so this takes it back quite a bit by giving an 8-bit sound, or, yeah, 8-bit sound. And like you said, I like how it blends certain themes together.
2: <coughs> Don't die, we're not done yet.
3: No? Yes, we have more music to talk about.
1: Like my pick, like it's awesome, and Laura Shikihara is so cool, and well, I mean that actually, totally, truthfully, it is awesome, and Laura Shikihara is amazing. Um, the album itself, I think, surprised a lot of people by how uh, many tracks had vocals. Um, it's more, it's more vocals than anything else, really. Um, I was perfectly awesome with that. I. We've had a lot of arrangement albums in the, in the recent last couple of months, and I usually find myself gravitating towards the remixes that are vocal versions, so that was really cool to have here. Um, and Laura Shigihara has this, this really pure-sounding quality to her voice that fits in really well with Mitsuda's music and with uh, the themes that, he, uh, that we got on this album. Charla's theme is another one of those, I think, iconic themes in video games and RPGs. Um, another one of those themes that, you know, again, me being the bad that I am, never having played the game, I can still pick out instantly whenever I hear it. And it's another one of those sort of, you know, definitive uh, RPG themes. And this is a really cool uh, rendition of it. Um, Laura Shigihara is singing in... Uh, it, it has almost kind of a Japanese sound to it. There are Japanese sounds that are being used, but it's not actually Japanese. It's one of her sort of made-up languages that she uses in some of her work, which was a, a, a gave it a really cool kind of uh, faraway, far foreign sound to it um, to sort of to match, you know, what's what's going on in Chrono Trigger and, and you know who Shala is and whatnot. I say this. Not actually knowing what I'm talking about, but having heard from the internet, <laughs>
2: I think you're pretty accurate. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm mixing it up with Final Fantasy VI because I know it's true of VI, but in the Japanese version of Chrono Trigger, her name was Sarah. Yes, which does yeah. not which does not seem very foreign, but it's the same thing with Tara, who was Tina, and I guess I. The logic was, in Japan, Tina is a foreign name. To us, it sounds yeah. like a common name. So I'm not sure if that's how she ended up being named Sarah as well. I I, and I think that's why, when it came here, they changed her name, too. Because like here, Sarah does not sound like a mystical name. So so yeah, I think yeah. your your interpretation of that is right. Even having not played the game, and that's coming from someone who has maybe sort of an obsession with the character.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: so what do you how do you feel about this rendition of her theme then Mike
2: um, yeah I, I've i always loved her character she's so important to the story just the position she's in it's really tragic actually but her story's pretty sad but just always just been really fascinated by her and that's another one like, like her theme and Frog's theme there's a lot of covers of them but there's there's a lot of good ones out there. So, I don't know if this is my absolute favorite, but man, it's up there. I think it's interesting too that just in general that album having a lot of vocal tracks. You know, I think we get used to modern day stuff. You know, you can put vocals in anything. There's plenty of soundtracks now like um 132. 132 has just a lot of vocal tracks. But it's interesting on stuff like this because you know, you're doing arrangements and new versions of songs. You know, games couldn't even have vocal tracks back then.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So I just find that really interesting that they did that because you just couldn't do that before.
3: Yeah, this was a good opportunity to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I like Caitlin Rowe. I was a little bit surprised that most of that this album was vocal, but it wasn't a bad thing at all. Like I love that. Like in Mitsuda's notes in the in the uh, CD he says that he's wanted to do this for a long time you know especially like the song and the mystery surrounding Shallow's character which I think the song and matches her really well because of the mystery surrounding her at the end of the game and the song feels in itself like pretty mysterious and so it's all all sad and tragic like Mike says but it works well together and you know the whole thing with Meg is I don't know if I should be spoiling the game liner, but it's also like 20 years old <laughs> I, I, I think you're
1: I think you're allowed yeah. like if anyone gets mad I'm just going to be like tough um,
2: I like that you yep. said mystical that, that's yes. really really yes. true of her original song but I think it really comes through in the vocals here too
3: I agree I feel like it applies to her like the whole story surrounding her and her disappearance and and both versions of the song. Like, it just ties so nicely together. And I'm one of those people who paused the game at this part back when we didn't have, well, back when I didn't own the soundtrack, paused the game at this part and, like, sat to do my homework just to, like, have this song playing in the background (laughs) while I did my homework. (laughs) We didn't have YouTube back then, okay?
1: (laughs) Oh, back back in my day. Back in my day. We did, we didn't have your fancy YouTube's and your <laughs> and your iTunes.
0: iTunes.
3: And
1: your oh.
0: album six. <laughs> We had
1: to, we had to keep the game playing indefinitely in order to listen to a soundtrack.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, but that's back in the day, you know. I remember playing Mario 3. Like you couldn't save Mario 3. We would go and rent that game and literally leave the game on for like 3 4 days at a time. You can't turn it off You lose all your progress
3: I did that in Mario 3 I would get to like World 8 And I'd be so tired I'm like No I don't want to start Over in the morning So I'd leave the TV on Go to sleep Come back to in the morning And keep playing
4: Yeah
1: <laughs> Well then I think that means It's time to move on To our third And final block Of the episode In which Mike You have our first pick
2: Oh I'm so excited About this song <laughs> <laughs> I I had another version of this song, but then Chronicles of Time came out, and I like this one better, so. I picked Gato, all in caps for some reason, must be respected from Chronicles of Time.
3: I thought his name was always in caps.
2: <laughs> but it's in caps and little periods, it's abbreviated. Maybe it stands for something that we've never learned. Maybe it does. <laughs> I can't hear this track title without thinking of, I picture... You guys know the Phoenix right pose and all the logos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I picture Chrono in that pose, screaming, "Gato must be respected."
3: Now I'm gonna unsee that. We need like Mike to get on some Photoshop work there and make that happen or something.
2: Okay, I'll I do it. the motion. Yeah, I'll do it right now while Liz introduces her song.
3: Anyway, my song is also from Chronicles of Time because I had to show it some love. Uh, Mike talked earlier in the show about these kind of songs that are in sets of three. I picked one from the epic series. I don't know, I don't know if the word is supposed to be a mix between epoch and epic. I think so.
2: Uh,
3: this this is like, the, and this series is like a guitar take on uh, certain groups of themes. So I picked that from Chronicles of Time,
2: epic three.
1: And then I have our. Final pick for the block um, couldn't not really showcase this track on a chrono-themed episode. It's Radical Dreamers. Uh, I guess I'll t- the subtitle now is Le Trésor Interdit. Although mine was always just Unstealable Jewel. I we're trying to figure out why it's in French. It's not in French in the liner notes in the in the booklet in the Japanese version of the soundtrack. <laughs> but whatever. Anyway. radical dreamers from (laughs) chronocross awesome song so let's listen to gato must be respected from chronicles of time epic part three also from chronicles of time and radical dreamers from chronocross
0: you
2: We all mutually respect Gato now. Always did. Because he I, must... I
1: respect his choice of string, of guitars, I mean.
2: Yes. There's I, I don't know, that song there's one on uh, Chronos Edematica that's good too, although unfortunately the Gato part of the song is really short. So otherwise I probably would have used that. But it's such a great song. I, I've heard so many different covers of that there's rock covers there's on this same album there's a kind of a rap hip-hop cover of it which is hilarious
4: <laughs>
2: um which I, unfortunately i think liz wanted me to pick but i really, i like this one i'm a big fan of acoustic stuff and all things gato so but this song gets stuck in my head and it's probably because when you play chrome trigger and you've Run into him at the fair at the beginning. You quickly find out that if you want to get your little points for the fair, he is the quickest way to do it. I think that was my first experience farming something in a game.
1: Wow! All the way back in Chrono Trigger, you were—it's like it was just grooming you for Final Fantasy XIV. Oh yeah!
2: Like twenty years later. Because you could play the little dumb carnival games and get one point, but you go fight Gato and you get fifteen points. Like, why would you even bother with the other ones? So no, no, I, I. what, what's that? I
3: don't even remember what the points were good for. I'm a bad Chrono Shaker fan.
2: I don't remember. I, <laughs> remember. I remember the song and I remember getting it down to a science because you could only fight him once on screen. So mm-hmm. you would sprint off screen and sprint back on as quickly as possible so you could farm more and get more points and <laughs> have a real problem. <laughs>
3: <sighs> I have an important question, though. Yes. Can I respect Gato if I want to beat him up for silver points all the time? Can I still respect him at the same time at the end of the day?
2: Hey, he welcomes you to. He was built to That's give you silver points for beating him up.
3: <laughs> That's true. He did sing a little song to get us to do that. Yes. He, he exists says... to
1: get beaten up.
3: <laughs> That's kind of a sad life.
2: <laughs> yeah, Luca really grew up after that.
4: <laughs>
2: I'm going to build a robot that only wants to be beaten on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yes I did want Mike to pick that other song and honestly if he didn't pick a Gotso song I would have picked the one that he mentioned that we'll play on another episode one day um, it is probably one of the catchiest songs in the game it's hard to get out of your head even if you've only heard it like once and I love the goofy rock whatever covers but this is just totally different <laughs> it was just just as fun though
4: yeah,
1: it's it's uh, got a great uh, energy to it with the uh, the guitars and the sort of there, you can hear them uh, I guess tapping on the the body of the guitar a little bit to create uh, a bit of percussion there, which is a cool little effect. Um, I also thought it was really small detail, but right at the very end, there's a very, as the track is winding down, there's like that one little riff from the the Chrono Trigger main theme, uh, which is a nice little uh, nod, Mm -hmm. but just, it's a fun, it's a fun little track, I mean, I just, you know, like listening to it.
3: It's hard to do a cover of Zagacho's song and not make it fun in some way, that's why I love it so much. (laughs)
1: Well, do you also like our next track? I hope you do, because you picked it.
3: I suppose. Okay, so as I mentioned, I picked Epic 3 out of one of those three set songs from uh, Chronicles of Time. Uh, epic 3 covered, as you hear, some of the more epic songs of the game. It starts out with um, the second of the two regular boss themes. It The second of the two is seems to cover the bigger boss themes I find in Chrono Trigger which, you know, you don't hear that covered as much but it's such a like a... it just gives us like, like, I'm a badass, can you actually get past me part? Which, I had a lot of those problems in my first run of Chrono Trigger. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a lot of what I associate that boss theme with. But anyway, and it also... but then it also blends into an interesting mix of uh, Singing Mountain which was, it was for a while an unreleased track until the DS Corner Trigger, of course, and cello's theme, even though we kind of touched on that earlier in the episode, it's still nice to hear like different takes on it, and on guitar, it was very interesting, but very welcome at the same time.
2: It's really interesting hearing a rock mix of Yeah,
3: that. exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's three tracks I love, not three that I imagined being put together, especially the first one with the other two, but I, I do, and I and I admit, I confess that I love like rock takes on things.
2: I don't. Do you know? I didn't count or anything, but there's three there. Do each of the three tracks have three tracks in them?
3: I didn't count the other two because I gotta go back and listen to them again. Sometimes it feels like there's more, so maybe maybe it's not exactly three for all of them. But there's def they're definitely all medleys, which is what I like about Chronicles of Time overall. So again, if we haven't mentioned it enough, you guys should. Listeners
1: should go out and get that if you like Krono at all. <laughs> yes, I, I concur. Actually, there's something really interesting that the album does. Uh, it, it to me, it felt like it was grouping uh, in the different discs, uh, different styles mm-hmm. of music. Like the first, the first disc seemed to be kind of like rock arrangements. The second disc was more uh, acoustic, I want to say, and then there was. Discs that were, uh, you know, or- orchestral and jazzy in nature it was kind of an interesting way to arrange the album, sort of by by musical genre. So almost, it's you could almost like take every disc is a different take on the music. Like, you might have a rock album, chron- uh, Chrono Trigger mini album, and then you have a jazz Chrono Trigger mini album, and then maybe a smorgasbord mini album.
2: Because he doesn't like Shmorgas boards. I just love the name.
1: I know, right? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, the... I'd have to listen again to make sure, but... Because the people that put this one together did the Spectrum of Mana album years ago. Which is the same kind of treatment for Secret of Mana. Where it's just all kinds of different styles. A ton of artists coming together. I like that that's a thing now that different groups are doing. You have that in the Materia albums. Yeah. But the... That album was the same thing where each of the three three or four discs had a different theme to it, like a musical theme to it. So I guess just that's just how they do things, but I think, I agree, it's an interesting way of grouping tracks together.
3: So check it out. Listen to it. Love it. And love the track names, because we do.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, so and, many good um, track names.
1: We'll make sure that we have a a link to a place where you can check out the music and uh, purchase uh, on our, our show notes.
2: So be sure to look for that. Actually, I do want to say one thing about that. One thing interesting they were doing with this album is that whether you buy it through Louder or iTunes, all of their proceeds from the album are actually going to Doctors Without Borders, which I thought was pretty interesting.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, and it's only like a 15-20 dollar album anyway. So it's not expensive for that much music, but it's Yeah, really there's a lot of music. Yeah.
3: I paid 50 bu- or 15 bucks and I got like 81 songs. I can't complain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All chrono-themed. Life is good.
1: It's a win-win-win. Win. Three times the win, I think.
3: Win-win.
4: Yep. that it's not
1: that Five expensive, times lots, lots win. of music, and you can feel good about where your money's going. Exactly. All right, well, we have come to the last track of the block, Radical Dreamers from Chrono Cross. Um, this was... When the game came out, this was still kind of in the early days of uh, RPGs or just games in general having, like, an ending vocal song. Like, I... Out of the games I played, um, I'd only heard vocal ending themes in two games before Chrono Cross, and that was... Um, Final Gears and Final Fantasy VIII, so this was still kind of you know in those that, those early times when it might have been a surprise to hear an ending vocal theme. I actually wasn't expecting this when I played the game, and it's a really and it's an interesting choice of an ending theme. It's really simple. You just have a guitar and, and vocals um, sung in Japanese. And it's a really Beautiful but still kind of melancholy sounding song. That that was my little attempt at illiterate sounding songs.
4: <laughs>
1: that's that's not lame. I'm sorry, but the track, the music is not lame. Um, I was trying to find out uh, why was originally in Japanese because um and maybe it was just something simple as you know Mitsuda's preferences when he was composing um or the uh the vocal artist herself um because you know in other Square Enix titles they it was kind of interesting with the original was sung in English and even in the Japan even in the, the soundtrack in Japan it's in English uh to the point where like uh, the original soundtrack for Xenogears Gears has the vocals names in English, and they didn't get Japanese versions until uh, Creed came out,
0: which I was is an interesting kind of.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was too. It was it was it was cool, but it's also kind of like, okay.
3: I remember going onto forums and like back when Xenogears Gears came out, because I got it at release, and asking like, like what well, what did it. Like, is there a Japanese so- version of this song, or is it like this in the Japanese version? I eventually found out that, no, there's only like the-, the English song, like like you said before Kree, but it was still surprising at the time. Yeah. So I don't
1: know, you know, like I said, it could have just been a uh, composer preference. Um, but I think it's sort of similar to uh, Final Fantasy X's uh, theme, Sticky Dane. You don't it doesn't need to be in English the the emotion uh, and the feelings get across just as fine I think in Japanese whether you're just listening to it and you have no idea you have that you don't have no you knowing Japanese you're just like listening to the pretty voice or if you look at translated lyrics and you see kind of what what she's saying what she's singing it still I think just kind of works as it is and it was a really uh, poignant I think Um is the word I'm looking for? Ending for chrono cross.
2: Yeah, it kind of fits with the feeling towards the end of that game, actually.
3: Yeah, it does.
2: And the you know the last fight too is that music is very kind of stripped down.
3: Yeah,
1: that that was a really cool track, I an, think.
0: Yeah, that was
3: an interesting fight and an interesting track. Yeah. So we all came together. That was. Still one of my favorite uh, ending themes. I even bought the piano music back when uh, whoever it was actually put out piano-like songbooks. Uh, oh, song, song books, oh yeah. my God. I did, too.
4: Yeah. I, I did have that for Chrono
3: Trigger, Chrono Cross, and uh, Xenon Gears. I don't think I bought any others, but there's others I probably, like, downloaded from the internet or whatever. And I actually did play piano back then. Like, I wasn't, like, super advanced, like, at all, but I, uh... I even like like my Japanese has never been good, but I learned the lyrics just so I could like sing it and attempt it on piano, which never turned out well, but it was it was <laughs> sure it's all fun to try. <laughs> that's how much I love that song.
1: It is a really good song.
2: It's so pretty, I love that song. It's it's interesting too. I was thinking while you were talking about it, how you didn't expect a vocal theme. And that's really hard to do now with games, because the soundtracks come out in Japan. And we hear them on YouTube. We know what's going to be in the game if you choose to listen to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we heard most of the Xenoblade Chronicles X soundtrack before we played the game. Well, you
4: played yes. <laughs> um,
2: So it's it's hard to be surprised by stuff like that anymore. But I felt the same yeah. way. I was like, I did not. I was like, oh, what is this?
3: I think I knew about Radical Dreamers at least, but yeah, back then it was usually still a surprise.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, we ended up picking, like, two really sad songs from, <laughs> from Cross. Although I guess there is a lot of sad music in that game, come to think of it. There some, is a some lot of, of sad music. Yeah, some of the best ones are a little sad and make you want to cry a little bit.
3: And the other one just wants you to, like, play the game already, because it opens opens it up. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, really good choice. I'm glad we closed on that one.
3: Yeah, I think it's a good way to... It was very
4: fitting.
1: Yeah. Uh, so you've reached that time again, dear listeners. The end of another episode, but we always have more in the works. Um, so I don't. We don't know yet uh, what we're doing next. Um, we, you might have noticed that um, Stephen Myrick, Tales on the Boards, is not with us um, for this episode. He's uh, been kind of slammed with work in Japan, so he had to take a pass on this episode. But we should hopefully have him back for our next episode. Um, who knows? What the theme will be, but it will be something awesome. In the meantime, um, as always, do uh, rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, let us know you know what you like, what you don't like, if you have any ideas, or if you just want to you know gab about awesome video game music. Uh, you can, of course, reach us on the boards or at uh, through our fancy email address, which is music at rpgfan.com. We always love to hear from. Well, everyone, but especially, you know, our fans and fans of uh, RPG music, because I think we're all an awesome, awesome bunch. And it's always great to talk about awesome music. So for myself, for Mike and our special guest, Liz, thank you for joining us. And in true Rhythm Encounter fashion, we always let our guests pick our exit surprise track. So Liz, what do you have for us?
3: I picked, just because it's so much fun and I don't think it gets enough attention, is Ayla's original theme from Chrono Trigger.
2: Ooh, nice pick, yeah. (laughs) Good choice. Very exciting.
1: (laughs) I thought so. All right, so taking us out will be Ayla's theme from Chrono Trigger. Enjoy, and we will catch you next time.
2: listening to the has the 8 track, aren't you? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Take it in, Liz. Take it all in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I feel so gross out now.